Today, my guest is Dr. Tsukasa Ikegami. He was born and raised in Kyoto City, and he graduated from Kyoto University in 1984. After training at the Department of Psychiatry at Kyoto University Hospital for two and a half years, he became a staff psychiatrist at Sakamoto Hospital, a leading psychiatric facility in Higashi, Osaka. There, he undertook the care of patients with both acute and chronic mental illnesses, the majority of whom had been diagnosed with schizophrenia. At the age of 36, Dr. Ikegami began training analysis with Dr. Takao Oda, the first psychiatrist in Japan to become a Jungian psychoanalyst. After three years of analytic training, Dr. Ikegami went abroad to study at the C.G. Jung Institute in Zurich, Switzerland, it was there he successfully earned his diploma as a Jungian psychoanalyst. Dr. Ikegami returned to Japan where he opened a counseling-based practice in Ashia in 2001 while working as a chief counselor for the lecturers and administrative staff of Osaka Prefectural University and as an industrial psychiatrist with a major company. Fast forward 18 years, and Dr. Ikegami consolidated his Ashia practice with a new mental health clinic in Higashi Mikuni, Osaka. Thus, Ikegami Mental Health Clinic opened on April 1st of 2020. He is a senior training analyst and a committee member of the Association of Jungian Analysts Japan, training and supervising the candidates for certified Jungian analysts. Dr. Ikegami, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Yes, of course, I'm very excited to to learn more about you and to share you with my audience. <laughs> um, would you mind, can we please start um, just what was it like for you growing up in Japan? Um, what was kind of like your childhood like? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, Japan is where I was born, uh, where I started my life. So I would and bad, I accept. Japan, and uh, uh, so when I studied abroad in at the Union Institute, so mm. I uh, we we are we study mythology, uh, mythology of uh, various countries, including uh, one's own country. So when oh. I read a Japanese mythology, I felt somehow. Are very healed. Oh, okay. That was my uh, encounter, kind of encountering with Japan, and and I remember uh, uh, the mythology was written uh, when uh, uh, when Japan was under threat by China. Hmm. China was grown into a superpower, centralized country. By the time uh, it was eighth uh, uh, century, oh. and and Japan was dispatching envoys to China and and learning how to govern the country, and and was uh, trying to uh, establish. Its government. Hmm. So and uh, 
the uh, mythology was written, and it tries to describe the lineage of uh, Tenno family, uh, emperor's family, mm-hmm. as a lineage of the creation gods. So Tenno uh, was is the offsprings, offsprings of creation gods. So, uh, Japan had to consolidate its uh, national power and and uh, consolidate its identity at that time to uh, to protect itself against China. Uh, so uh, okay. I remember it, and uh, yeah. So I'm not so trying to focus on its national side, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it is uh, very natural for any group of people or any country mm-hmm. to to try to consolidate its com- uh, identity mm-hmm. and its its power mm-hmm. when it was it feels under threat of any outside powers so, mm. and mm. Uh, the history of, of Japan is the uh, repetition of this uh, protection and the learning from superpowers yeah. ah. so for example Japan in Japanese history there was a 200 years of uh, enclosure of the country and Japan banned any international relations with other countries Hmm. and after that that period America came to Japan uh, Hmm. was led by Perry and Hmm. he 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 came to uh, Tokyo Bay and with a fleet of four warships to mm. intimidate and press Japan to open its country for oh, wow. training. So, yeah, and Japan was very uh, uh, intelligently uh, responded mm. to it, and it it was su- successfully Japan was successfully uh, started uh, good relations with America and. Okay. And keeping its independence. Yeah. Oh. How and, can I ask you? You mentioned that learning about like Japanese mythology while you were in Zurich, it was like healing for you. Why was that? In what way was that healing for you? Yeah, I. I was moved by, mm. yeah, simply by, by the creation means. Mm. I could, I could feel the feelings of uh, creation gods we mm. described there. Ah, and uh, yeah, I have to add. Uh, so interestingly, uh, this uh, uh, this tendency is 
uh, often often seen in the recovery process of psychotics uh, when uh-huh. they were in a crisis and tried to defend themselves from outer uh-huh. and inner pressures so they tried to consolidate, consolidate its uh, power of ego and yeah so you're saying you're saying like so for japan their identity was formed because of the threat of china they had to consolidate and come up with a mythology and a story to become a nation and that for people when similarly when people are under threat they too have to try and consolidate and make meaning out of it and form an identity kind of yes ah that's very interesting uh, so as a psychiatrist i found it a very interesting hmm. so and uh, now the Jap- japan is uh, trying to learn, learn from developed countries, uh, Euro-American countries or other even Asian countries. So that's learning and consolidate itself. So this is, uh, this tendency is continuing even today. Hmm. Uh, so that, I, I felt that fits my own mentality. Uh, yeah. So I'm Japanese. <laughs> Could it be an answer? I'm sorry, what was that? What did you say? Uh, uh, can it be an answer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, and how did you... Growing up in Japan, what, what, how did you become interested in psychiatry? So I'm sure there's, yeah, psychiatry. Why, why psychiatry? Why not, you know, a businessman? Uh, or, so, huh? uh, so I was in fact interested in uh, clinical psychology when I was a medical okay. student, and at that time. Uh, Dr. Kayao Kawai was already famous. He was the first Jungian analyst in Japan and uh, uh, giving lectures at my university. So I was free to attend his lectures. (laughs) So, and uh, yeah, so I was interested in psychology this time. So, and psychiatry uh, was the only fear that I can do psychology. Uh, psychology. Uh, so I, I chose psychiatry. But uh, and at that time, uh, the theory of Rogers, Carl Rogers, had been uh, introduced into Japan. So okay. and I heard there was a heated, heated argument about uh, diagnosis and therapy. So hmm. diagnosis necessary to treat patients, but uh, 
it uh, it sees the patients from in a dis distant distant way. It put distance mm -hmm. ah. from patient and uh, see him as an object. So, but it is very different from. Uh, for example, Rogers' his attitude toward mm. treatment. So, uh -huh. uh, so diagnosis was necessary, but uh, then how to uh, how to do therapy with patients, so which is important, was uh, argued here in the clinical psychology. So, but mm -hmm. I was very, very much into Rogers's way. Huh. Uh, you know, huh. uh, his three principles, for example, you know, <laughs> empathy and uh, congruence or, or uh, unconditional uh, positive regard for the clients. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I attended Akai's lectures, so, and, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, and I, as a medical student, uh, when I was doing the, uh, rotation study at, mm -hmm. at each, uh, section of the, uh, university hospital, so mm -hmm. I, uh, I could observe how the psychiatrist respond uh, making a session with the patient. So uh -huh. they ask questions and and make made prescription for the patient. But it's only that, no no counseling. Uh -huh. So uh, so honestly I didn't like psychiatry at that time. Because uh -huh. uh, yeah. there was no counseling, it was just medicine. Uh, to, yeah, uh, I know it was, now I, I can know it was not only that, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at that time to my eyes, so they uh -huh. were not doing as a psychotherapists uh -huh. do. So, yeah. Did you... And, and, and med school, did you enter med school with the plan of becoming a psychiatrist so you could do clinical psychology? No. Uh, at first, I didn't know what I should become. Uh, okay. So, yeah, the while studying, and, yeah, liberal arts and, and medicine, I was uh, gradually interested in psych psychology. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. And then that's when you heard about Kawaii-san and you attended the lectures and you learned about Jung? Or did you know about Jung before that? Yes. So, uh, in my high school days, I got interested in psychology and uh, I was told to read Kawaii's book. Uh, oh. It was recommended to read it by my uncle. He oh, somehow wow. knew, knew Kawaii and 
Yeah, he's, he told me uh, it's interesting, so you should try to read it. Uh, which book was that? that uh, its title was Complex, named uh. in Japanese Complex. Uh, uh. That, uh, the main theme of the book was Complex, but uh, okay. it was an in introduction into human psychology. Uh, and then that got so, you interested in Jung? So I, uh, at, so when I was a medical student and attended his lecture, I felt he was a very competent clinician uh. and good clinician. So yeah, so I, I felt I, I was, I want to do something like that. Oh, but, cool. uh, uh, the way of psychiatrists are very different, so yeah. <laughs> but any, anyway, it was the only only field I could do psychology, so I first entered psychiatry. So, okay. Uh, okay. For example, uh, yeah. Can you tell a story about my yes, experience as a medical yes. student? So, in my rotation study. A teaching uh, doctor uh, gave us a story about the chronic progressive schizophrenia. He was male and he was so progressed and he didn't say any words to to the nurses and doctors and and he was uh, abulic. Uh, he, he did nothing all day and bedridden, so uh, autistic. So one day, uh, a young doctor uh, was told to attend the patient and and he tried Shuving's approach, uh, you know Shuving's approach, uh, to attend a doctor to uh, go to the bedside and sit for a certain period of time and okay. and and don't talk because the patient doesn't talk and oh. listen to any any words from the patient and try to uh, attend any need for the patient. So okay. this is to form relationship with the patient. Shubin mm. uh, is the name of a, a German nurse who tried uh, and was uh, uh, a very famous psychotherapist with okay. So yeah, she's like a pioneer in oh. in the field. Uh, yeah. Oh. And anyway, he tried this Shubin's uh, method for mm. many days. And 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 as usual, as usual, the patient said nothing, uh, showed no response to the young doctor. But finally, one day, he uh, raised his voice and said, "Go away." <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of the story uh, by uh, teaching doctor. So, uh -huh. uh, 
yeah, we were in a way impressed, impressed by the difficulty of treating uh -huh. schizophrenics, but I was discontent with the way of his uh, description. Hmm. Uh, was, uh, maybe he could have asked the young doctor how, uh, what, uh, young, uh, no, he could have asked us, how do you think, uh, what, what, what do you think uh, would you do in such a circumstances hmm. to a patient? So, because okay. I thought it was his first expression, his true feeling. It was a good chance for, for the doctor to yeah. begin relationship yeah. to the patient. So that, yeah. so it may, uh, it might have gone well or it might not, I mm. don't know, but yeah, but yeah, he, could, he could have tried it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So that was my response. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah, how, that is how I experienced psychiatry in, mm. in practice for the first time. Uh -huh. But uh, my first day as a psychiatrist was a lucky one, I would say. Um, uh, on the first day of my internship as a psychiatrist in, in the university hospital, so I was shown around in the wards uh, by a senior doctor and and some chronic patients came to me and talked to me, uh, friendly. <laughs> or, uh, and uh, one patient was very impressive because he was making a stroll in the uh, in the war, uh, uh, in the courtyard of, of the psychiatric ward, and uh, uh, I came across him, and he suddenly came to me and smiling, uh, uh, boy, you you are you are a boy, aren't you? Mercedes Benz, <laughs> and she uh -huh. smiled and 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 uh, he got back to his throat. So this patient was also very uh, pro uh, progress and a very autistic patient. Uh -huh. So this was my, my first day as a psychiatrist. So your first day, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, uh, So, and I, I would like to add, uh, so in, in the psychiatric department of my uh, university, uh, psychopathology was very uh, pursued. Uh, oh, really? I, I think my, uh, my university is one of the best uh, researchers of uh, psychopathology, uh, especially oh, okay. of psych, psych schizophrenia. Uh, oh. But oh. for me, 
psych psychopathology was for diagnosis, but not for therapy. So I was not very interested in psychopathology. But uh, but afterwards, in the course of my uh, clinical practice, I gradually came to know uh, diagnosis and psychopathology is very important uh -huh. to to perform psychotherapy with schizophrenia. Uh -huh. you, you said at first you did not want to do therapy with psychopathology? No, I was not attracted by this uh -huh. way. You know, it it make a diagnosis. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The diagnosis, yeah, but uh, uh, but uh, it it doesn't tell us how to hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> therapy with uh, in 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 the way uh, clinical psychology does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. And how long uh, after? How long after your? So you finished psychiatry residency internship uh, and then and then you started training with Dr. Takao Oda how long after uh, yeah my uh, residency at the university hospital was two and a half years I remember and after that I began to work at uh, your local uh, mental hospital and there I, I, yeah, I treated many, many patients, including schizophrenics. And maybe three years after I began to work at the Sakamoto Hospital. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I began my training analysis with, uh, Dr. Oda, and Dr. Oda was a special, uh, his first important work was uh, psychotherapy with schizophrenics. Okay. Uh, he used uh, uh, drawing to heal his patients. Uh, drawing? Drawing. Oh, uh, cool. Is that... You use drawing as well, right? Is that where you you learned it from him? Yes, I learned. Uh, yes, I I did my personal analysis with him, but uh, yeah, I read his books and I I could ask him. Uh, I I could ask him to supervise me on oh. my uh, psychotherapy with schizophrenics. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going. So to, I did. Yeah. I was going to save this question for later, but I think this is a good time. Um, there are a lot of psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists um, that do not believe therapy is good for people with schizophrenia. Um, is that? Is that a common belief in Japan, or 
or do people in Japan think that therapy can be really good for people with schizophrenia? I think so. Uh, they they think highly of uh, psychotherapy with even schizophrenia, hmm. uh, but they are you uh, generally uh, most of psychiatrists are not doing it because they can't. Uh -huh. So it uh -huh. needs training to be able, uh -huh. to be able to do psychotherapy with uh, difficult uh, mm. patients. So yeah. uh, they they don't do uh, they don't study like me. I uh -huh. I went for four years <laughs> in Switzerland and uh -huh. and uh, yeah, yeah learned learned as uh, Jungian uh, analysis and mm. to get diploma there. <laughs> so, most, most most psychiatrists are not so uh, absorbed in <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it's almost crazy I would say mm. it, it shows <laughs> but, your it shows your uh, commitment your passion yes yeah. yes it needs passion but uh, with, uh, for any kind of psychotherapy I would say oh. uh-huh so they Japanese psychiatrists know uh, psycho, uh, psychotherapy is very good, but mm. they also know uh, it needs years of training. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. so they they are not uh, usually they are not into into it. Uh, mm. You know, it's uh, you know medicine is. And art, not only a science. Mm. Uh, so not all surgeon can operate like excellent doctors, uh -huh. like that. So at least it needs. Do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you went to Zurich and you became certified in Jungian analysis. Were you doing that to help you better work with patients with schizophrenia or were you doing that just because you really wanted to learn Jungian analysis? Not just I was also interested in treating neurotics hmm. because Analysis is first and foremost for neurotic patients. Uh -huh. yeah. so as a psychiatrist, I was interested in that uh, mm. field. So, yeah. uh, also including uh, psychotics, but uh, but treating psychotics needs a certain environment. For example, a hospital oh. that can yeah, treat inpatient inpatients uh, mm -hmm. that can hospitalize the patients when necessary. So. Mm -hmm. So we needed that kind of protection structure. 
Um, with schizophrenia, from a Jungian understanding, like Jungian analysis theory and schizophrenia, do you do you think that the schizophrenia or the psychotic episode, the psychoticism, mm -hmm. is trying to um, is like a like a trying to establish some type of equilibrium or it's like a compensation or mm -hmm. do you think that it's trying it's like serves a purpose that it has meaning yes uh, uh, I have an assumption that uh, for example in, in case of schizophrenia mm -hmm. so uh, that symptoms are uh, represents uh, the patient's reaction to uh, schizophrenic uh, destruction of the psyche, so schizophrenic process. Hmm. Uh, so the symptoms are would be a reaction to the illness, it is a reaction to try to uh, recover its uh, balance and uh, reconstruct uh, the psyche itself. Uh, okay. So, so psychotherapy and uh, also pharmacotherapy is to help help the process. Uh, okay. Is that when you use uh, psychopharma psychopharmacology uh, medicine, um, do you try to use a small amount and help them become stable, but also through therapy help them understand what the symptoms were trying to reveal? Does that make sense? Oh, what the symptoms try to reveal. Uh... Like, if the symptoms are trying to establish equilibrium, but you give them medication and it takes away the symptoms, how do you establish equilibrium through therapy? Or uh, it's not to uh, remove the symptoms, but the health, it's a uh, healing process. Uh, mm. oh. But if the, if the power of uh, illness is too strong, the mm. patients can't, can't recover. Uh -huh. So, yeah. Uh, oh. Similar this to like, why, mm, mm, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, why the symptoms should be uh, controlled by mm. medications. Yeah. Similar to like depression, 
um, if depression has a meaning and it's trying to show you something is wrong so you can fix it, but mm -hmm. you can't just be depressed laying on the floor. You have to take medicine to feel better so you can go to therapy to work through the depression, right? Similar? Uh, yes, it's similar, <laughs> so, yeah. but uh, I don't think, um, for example, major depression can be healed only by psychotherapy, so uh, probably psychotherapy and pharmacotherapy combined uh, is the most effective way to okay. treat yeah. illness. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, impossible to interpret interpret all symptoms mm. as, as some meaningful expressions of <laughs> yeah, psychological uh, yeah psychological expression but yeah uh -huh. uh, as a Jungian analyst does it change the way that you prescribe medication like do you prescribe medication differently than other psychiatrists who are not union? I think uh, I'm I'm using medication very much like other psychiatrists, mm -hmm. and uh, and on the basis of pharmacotherapy, I use psychotherapy. But if the patient is not very uh, serious case and if the patient uh, wants to do without any medication mm. I will try okay. I have such patients presently I have such patients at my clinic uh, so uh, doing, doing only psychotherapy with them and and I think it's effective so it depends on the case. Okay. If the case is very you know, uh, severely disturbed case, so I think we should use med uh, medications are necessary mm -hmm. to you know, get him back on the uh, recovery process. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. Yeah, I think sometimes I I recently was working at a psychiatric center and many times uh, every every patient there receives medication and sometimes it does not matter if they have a really hard life and if they just they get medication like that's the first answer and sometimes i i have a bias and i think maybe they don't need medication medication sometimes has side effects or complications mm -hmm. maybe they just need good therapy but um, it's helpful to hear your point of view and think about this more I think similar to you said 
you said your one of your first experiences you saw the psychiatrist ask the patient questions and then prescribe medication but there was no counseling mm -hmm. yeah i i've similar experience and in my thinking i was thinking uh too much medication more counseling you know um, yeah but um, i i i would say we need both uh-huh uh, uh, okay. psychotherapy uh, is very difficult to treat mm. Treat the patient only with psychotherapy, uh, but uh, depending on the case, it's possible. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. As I said, I am treating now two patients uh, in that way because uh -huh. they they hope hope for no medication and just yeah psychotherapy. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank you. Um, uh, uh, for example, so uh, the indication of psychotherapy depends on the, for example, the types of schizophrenia. Okay. And, and uh, as Sullivan uh, said so he was the catatonic type was the best candidate for psychotherapy and and the next next one is a paranoid type and the, the heavy framing type is impossible to treat uh -huh. so nowadays uh the psychiatrist's view view is different from Sullivan's, maybe the catatonic type is first. Mm. Yeah, they are most suited for psychotherapy. And the okay. second one for me is a heavy phrenic type. And and the third is paranoid because they uh, they have a strong tendency to interpret it, interpret any verbal ah. expressions. Uh, in a paranoid way, so I, I usually avoid verbal sessions, verbal therapeutic sessions with paranoid. So that's why I I uh, I tend to use uh, pictures or or sand play technique, hakoniwa technique. So that only de deals with images. But, but uh, for me, a uh, paranoid type is very difficult. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, said, in the case, uh -huh. uh, in the case of ketatony, ketatonic uh -huh. type, so uh, uh, usually some uh, nucleus of the ego is still there. So we can uh, relate to this nucleus of his personality. And the patient tried to uh, reconstruct his psyche uh, relying on this 
and nucleus. Huh. So uh, we can observe that. So, yeah. Uh, so with such patients, I can, yeah, I'm doing counseling only, and they are, yeah, recovering. Hmm. That's so interesting. You said the number one for you is catatonic. Number two is what? Uh, Hebephrenic, disintegrating type. Oh. But it, uh, in modern psychiatry, this disintegrating type is the core pathology of schizophrenia. Oh, okay. Disintegrating uh, oh. personality. Oh. Okay. Can you uh, can you explain how you so explain how you can use drawing and therapy, and then maybe we can get into. You sent me a great article that you wrote on mirror symbolism. Maybe we can get into that as well. Yeah. Um, hmm. So how I use drawing, drawing. Yes. Uh, in in treatment. Yes, so I, uh, so uh, these days I'm not doing so much of drawing therapy with okay. Skid Springs because I have few patients here at my uh, outpatient basis clinic. Mm. So, but uh, when I try to use drawing, so yeah, I, I just ask, ask the patient to draw uh, what comes comes up in his mind mm. and maybe uh, he uses uh, I make making use uh, crayons or some very uh, with a soft touch uh -huh. uh, when drawing uh, and and uh, uh, if he is fit for this method. Uh, he starts drawing freely, uh, and uh, uh, makes a series of drawings in the sessions. Or uh, I can ask the patient to draw at his own his home uh, outside the session and. And bring bring the drawing to the next session. Okay. Uh, either way. And then, do you do you interpret the drawings or ask the patient why they drew that picture or how does that work? Uh, uh, in principle, I don't interpret the drawings to, to the patient. So mm. I have my own interpretation, but I, I just uh, make some comments on the drawings and, uh. and uh, not, I don't try to analyze it. Yeah, uh. it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you could make a comment like, uh, I don't know, like that's interesting that you're so far away from your family and then they can tell you why they drew them like that or something. 
or just my, my own reaction to the expressions uh, or, uh, or what oh, this is a very uh, this was very strong or uh, 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 this uh, uh, this seems to uh, express your own feelings yeah something like that but is that uh, the purpose of drawing with patients with schizophrenia? Is that just to help them express uh, what's going on inside? Is that for you to understand? Like, based on this drawing, it seems like they're at this stage or their their prognosis is good or you know what I mean uh, to for diagnosis uh, oh. for for like a conceptualization yeah or not to conceptualize concept, so so within the patient's uh, psyche mm. uh, uh, a healing process is going uh -huh. so it is it is try out to uh, make him to express the process so mm. and if it goes successfully uh, the series of drawings uh, become a story uh. of his yeah uh, reconstructing his inner world uh, mm. something like that and so I, uh, okay, and uh, uh, these days I, I tend to use uh, sand play technique huh. or even, uh, I don't know if you know, know that, so land, landscape montage technique. Hmm. In, so in land, landscape montage technique, we ask the patient to uh, uh, draw uh, a simple landscape of countryside, and wow. and yeah, we tell tell the patient to uh, the constituent of the landscape in in a certain set order. For example, mm -hmm. first draw a river, second a mountain, and trees, and uh, right fields, yeah, like that, and and finally he can complete the landscape. So we do the do it with an, with intervals of maybe a few months, maybe or one month, uh, depending on the phases of his game process, hmm. but not every time. At the session, huh. and and the patient can draw, yeah, uh, can show his healing process in a series of landscapes. So it is very mm. simple to perform. Or uh, you know, uh, what is the sand sand spray technique? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I 
I usually use use the sound play uh, in patients of re uh, rehabilitation stage, maybe with an interval of one month or so. Huh. So this is a very uh, not not an intensive psychotherapy, but a more uh, uh, attenuated way of psychotherapy, mm -hmm. so to say. Uh -huh. So we can do uh, uh, for example, with the schizophrenic patient, we we don't do uh, uh, confrontational approach mm. that destroys the patient. Uh, so schizophrenics are so vulnerable, uh -huh. uh, generally speaking, uh, uh -huh. even in 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 their healing process. So we have to uh, have first in mind their psychology. They have a, a very different psychology from uh, healthy people. Mm. They have for so uh, especially they their ego boundaries are weak, uh, mm. vulnerable against outer world also against the inner their inner world of psyche yeah. so yeah. they can be invaded from both sides mm. and even in their acute phase has ended so uh, this tendency is continuing so mm. so we should have yeah. This understanding of their psychology yeah, first in mind, and so, so there have been uh, very famous psychotherapists with schizophrenics, like in Freudian school, for example, Sullivan, and from Reichman. You know, uh, uh -huh. he was the first first to advocate psychotherapy with schizophrenics and. Kleinians, Young, mm. and 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 also Jung. Mm. So they don't use uh, traditional, uh, classical uh. psychoanalytic technique with uh. the schizophrenics. They got transformed the original analytic uh, way to fit to fit the psychology of schizophrenia. This is very important. So, uh -huh. so uh, this is why I, I think psychopathology is very important to know their vulnerability or so to know they are always in, uh, was trying to uh, find find recovery. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And would you say 
that understanding their psychology and understanding that they are always trying to find recovery, how does that, with knowing that, how do you practice with treating patients with schizophrenia? Like, uh, you mentioned like maybe with drawings, with, with sandbox therapy, is it more just kind of mm -hmm. relational, trying to build rapport, trying to help them with what they need? Uh, trying to help, help them relate to themselves. Oh, okay, okay. By expressing the process. Very slowly? Very slowly, yes. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. But the acute phase, uh, the acute phase proceeds in a matter of months, but the oh. process after uh, the acute phase ended, so it needs time for them oh. to truly recover from psychotic state. Oh. Uh -huh. They have no active symptoms, but uh, they're, uh, they're still uh, vulnerable mm. to uh, social and psychological stresses. So this How vulnerability you... remains. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Have you worked with people who were diagnosed with schizophrenia and they had schizophrenia and they had symptoms for maybe, you know, five years and then through mm -hmm. medication and psychotherapy, they no longer have any symptoms, but they are still vulnerable? Does that happen a lot? But if a patient uh, could come to this point of, of recovery, so yeah, it's a very lucky case, and uh. I, I don't, I don't think there are many cases of, like that, but uh, okay. it can happen, and and uh. Uh, uh, even if they are free from productive symptoms, or or yeah. Uh, even if they don't look like a psychotic patient, but they're still uh, weak uh, mm. against any stress, so mm. so that uh, which prevents them uh, from from participating in social activities mm. and. That would happen there. Uh, weakened functions, social functions, mm. even, even if they are only freed from symptoms. And so, 
when let's say somebody do you currently have anybody at your counseling practice that either was diagnosed with schizophrenia or still has schizophrenia yes uh, okay as i mentioned so uh, yeah. several chronic patients and yeah and maybe huh. yeah maybe if if they will never like fully recover if that's lucky what is your goal what are you hoping for with them Yeah, some of them can uh, work and others not, but uh, they find uh, loving relationship with others. Okay. Mm -hmm. They can be very quietly, but uh, yeah, happily. Yeah, mm. it's a modest happiness, but yeah, they can they can be a member of society. So mm. yeah. That is okay. Yeah, one way up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, can you can you explain mirror symbolism? Ah, uh, mirror symbolism. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I. That was my own expression in my. Uh. In my thesis, uh, you you read oh. my thesis. Yes. Oh, okay, a mirror symbolism is uh, for uh, so for instance, uh, when I try to un understand the patient's psyche, it is mm. not by my own uh, eyes, but uh, with uh, with the eyes of my psyche. So it's uh, mm. like. Uh, it's similar to uh, reflecting by by a, by the surface of a lake, for example. So, if the surface of the uh, lake is uh, disturbed or disturbed by winds, so it can mm -hmm. reflect the accurate image of uh -huh. uh, surroundings. So, so we, uh, we know the uh, state of or of this patient or of my own psyche, mm. even so, like uh, like uh, reflecting it by a mirror. Mm. So. And if uh, my, I, for example, I'm, uh, my mirror is uh, uh, clouded by own counter-transference emotions, it can't reflect uh, true uh, state oh. of the psyche, something like that. So. So yeah, I, have yeah. to, I have to work with my counter-transparent parents' emotions to get the mirror uh, serene. Mm. 
That makes sense. Yeah. So you have you because you're saying that your psyche and your patient's psyche interact with one another. And yes. if your if your psyche is rough, like a like the rough, like a storm, then the the patient will pick up on that and react to that. So you should have smooth, calm psyche. So no no yeah. bad. Uh, that is part part of it part of it, but uh, uh, I uh, whatever I would like to say is uh, to know to know that uh, state of psyche of the patient, for example, is like reflecting it on on a mirror, mirror, oh. uh, mirror of my own psyche. Yeah. Oh. So I have to, I have to uh, make it serene to function uh, oh. as a mirror. Oh, oh. oh. Uh-huh. got it. Yes, got it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. is a so the surface of the uh, lake or my psychic mirror should not be disturbed. But uh, it is it is sometimes or it is often difficult to make it a uh, perfect mirror. Mm -hmm. So when when a pro appropriate time comes the the mirror uh, gets its uh, good conditions uh, and it mm. can act as a, a good mirror. Mm. So the therapist yeah, has to uh, try to keep his mirror uh, as good as possible. Uh, for, for a clear reflection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got it. You, it's very, it's very interesting. I like that a lot. It, uh, I like that symbolism. Yeah, the, the analogy. Um, yes, this is you wrote, analogy. Yes, yes. You wrote, um, the analyst tries to open oneself to the archetype that most influences the analysis complex. And you said the analyst should work with the shared archetype in one's own personal life context. Can you explain that? Yes. Uh, so to do uh, to work psychotherapically with the patient, We have to have, uh, we try to find something common with the patient. 
So, for example, uh, in example of my thesis, the patient had a very great father complex, huh. um, and he had he had in very he had difficulty in relating to his center of psyche that uh, that is to say the, the self. So I have to uh, uh, help him to recover his relationship. But so uh, to try to understand empathically as much as possible. So I try to find find something in common. So and we have in Jungian theory we have archetype archetype. Uh, and one's complexes are based on a certain archetype, and mm. archetype is, uh, in a way, universal. Huh. So we go down to the level of the archetype, and 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 find find a patient's most important uh, archetype. Huh. So, and something is. So we can know what it is by our own counterference feelings. It is, it is uh, uh, something is uh, stirred in our psych psyche, and mm -hmm. and uh, we we have to be very careful to it, but and we try to uh, see as well as possible. But my own uh, complex, for example, is based on my own life experiences and and very different from this, the patients. So mm. I have to separate my own personal uh, problems mm. from the patient's own problems. But at the same time, uh, uh, I have to uh, have it in common. That's on the on the vision of archetype. Hmm. Yeah, does it make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is uh, make make myself open to a patient's own complex. Okay. In, in the case, it's a com your father complex, or his uh, uh, his success complex. Hmm. So it I, reminds I, me. Mm -hmm. There's I forget the author, but they said, in order to find the patient, we have to look within ourselves, and. That's what it makes me think of is like, if your patient has a father complex, you have to be able to relate to that and empathize. So that that father complex, if it's archetypal, you can try to find that within yourself and better relate to the patient, kind of. Yes, so find for uh that is constellated 
in me myself. Uh. So, and I work with my own issue in mm. my real life, not with patients' life. So I don't try to make patients as I wish him to be. Uh. That is uh, no use or even disruptive to the process. So thus we separate the problem, so therapist from the patient's own problems. Mm. So okay. we have something common, but we we are separate. Mm. And that is the uh, uh, okay. That is the uh, state of mirroring. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. It reminds me, did Jung talk about in order to in order to be an impact on our patients, we have to allow our patients to impact us as well, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. We we get good impact from the patient. So yeah, that is uh, yeah, considering some. Uh, so to say, complex or uh, some emotions in us. So, mm. uh, working with the therapist's own complete transference is the key uh. Uh, of therapy, I would mm. say. Uh, okay. also, uh, for, for example, the schizophrenic patients. Uh, Transferences um, they uh, it transfers their uh, self image of the self on the therapist. Uh, but therapists that... what what would become won't become uh, that uh, figure of itself. <laughs> we don't become a god in the service. <laughs> we have to separate ourselves from you know, hmm. yeah. trans transparency. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to be respectful of your time. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. I wanted to ask, um, so Carl Jung wrote a lot, he like analyzed uh, Christian rituals like the mass. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to ask, have you ever analyzed or thought from a Jungian perspective on Japanese uh, traditions or rituals? Kind of like the, there's like the, the Obon festival every year where for three days your ancestors come back and you like lay out food for them and then at the end of the three days they return have you uh, thought of, yes, uh... yeah have you thought about cultural Japanese cultural traditions or rituals from a Jungian perspective and what that says about the Japanese psyche yeah, I haven't thought about it so far, but yeah, so I just accepted this. 
yeah. traditions, but uh, maybe the Obon, uh, Obon festival. So, so that is that would be a chance for us to uh, re re uh, re relate into uh, our ancestors uh, in our in ourselves ancestors souls so that that is a part of our archetypal unconscious uh -huh. so uh -huh. every year inviting the souls of the unconscious are very meaningful uh, for uh -huh. us to uh -huh. make uh, on individual basis make relationship to one's own uh, archetypes uh -huh. uh, and yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall I take up a different example? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you you know the uh, cherry blossom viewing festival mm. in uh, April, yeah, in Japan. So, so uh, in ancient times. Uh, it was done by the emperor, emperor of Japan, and oh. and uh, they uh, did the blossom viewing uh, uh, in the countryside, and and the cherry blossoms are in bloom on the side of the mount, a mountain, oh. and they thought. Uh, Rice, the soul of rice god, are the flowers are are the abode of souls of rice gods, huh. and and they are thrown when they are thrown by the wind, and and descend on the rice fields, huh. and they they uh, turn they turn into rice uh, rice pans and uh, and in in the autumn they can harvest rice so the flower souls are transformed into uh, rice oh wow that's really uh, neat rice are and rice were uh, maybe regarded as the God's body uh -huh. And leaving their body as our as our food, and they return uh -huh. to the mountain, uh -huh. and they uh, and they become visible as cherry blossoms in spring again. Uh -huh. Every year, this uh -huh. is yeah repeated. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, that is the that it is said it is a source of. Uh, the, the present custom of, of cherry blossom viewing. Oh, very interesting. So that's I I so I I don't want to interpret it uh, in a younger way. So, but but maybe it's a circulation of it depicts circulation of life. Hmm. Uh, the Asian people sensed it. In, in a natural phenomenon. 
mm. and, and inter interpret it as uh, myth. Uh, and almost uh, like the uh, the dying and resurrecting myth. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's that is the same thing I would say. Oh. But oh. this is the God soul, and they make us the gods, mountain gods make us rich, oh. or make us live, support our lives. So this is more, I would say, more scientific <laughs> rather than the psychology, psychological. Oh. Yeah, oh. interesting. I think this is a uh, characteristic of Japanese mentality. We we accept such uh, mythic stories very uh, naturally. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, psychologically, it is uh, the circle is uh, uh, yeah very. Uh, uh, In the state of origin of mm. every existence, life, every life, and mm. circulation of life, it, it, it is complete in itself, in a perfect mm -hmm. form. Um, I just I wanted to say thank you again very much for joining me. I've I've learned a lot from this this discussion, and I've really uh, appreciated your time. Thank you very much. Uh, it's my pleasure.